0: Everyone, welcome to another wonderful episode of the Cabinet- Cincinnati Cabinet of Curiosities presents the Hometown Haunts Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Kloko. Tonight with me in the shadows is Christina Wald and Jen Kohler. And we also have two wonderful guests who we'll be reintroducing in a minute, Amanda and Ashley. But before that, like every week, I must remind all of you that we are on social media and you can find us at Curio on Twitter, Curiosities on Instagram, and our email, uh, which would be... Oh, man, it got copied from an older thing. Hold on. It's at hometownhauntedmail at gmail.com. There we go. And you can just send us all of your ghost stories, creepy encounters, and urban legends from your neck of the woods to that email. We love to hear them. Like last week, we had the wonderful person who had Kings Island story shared their stories through that email. Uh, we are an official podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can find us on itunes as cincinnati cabinet of curiosities uh please rate and review us so other spooky ghost lovers like you can find our wonderful podcast and also cincinnati is spelled c-i-n-c-i-n-n-a-t-i because i got asked quite recently how to spell it it's like mississippi it confounds everyone anyway (laughs) <laughs> oh, yes, this is going to be a fun roundtable episode with Sassy Cat and the team. With us tonight, we have two returning guests, Amanda and Ashley of Spiritual Realm Paranormal. Ladies, would you like to reindu- re- meh, reintroduce yourselves to
1: our audience? Sure. Um, my name is Ashley St. Dennis. I'm the founder of Spiritual Realm Paranormal. I'm also the owner of Spiritual Realm Consulting, um, I'm a medium. I started the investigation team seven, eight years ago. I really lost track, I said that last time too. Um, and yeah, Amanda joined the team a little bit ago, Amanda? Yeah, Amanda, <laughs> sensitive and marketing,
2: a marketing for sensitives, I don't know, that might be an idea. Um, but <laughs> anyhow, yeah, I joined uh, Spiritual Realm not too long ago. Uh, marketing for them and investigations so we're here now let's
0: talk Ooh, i'm making evps (laughs) over here thank you for
1: joining us the stomach demons are the worst (laughs) yeah
0: this one was the throat which is exactly where my mic is and i'm like oh no our listeners are going to think we're possessed (laughs) in fact it was just Twas a humble drink of water that gurgled down. Anyway, so this will be an interesting, fun episode um, because we're just, it's just a round table of us telling our best ghost stories in an effort to completely creep out Jen. So yeah, Jen looks eager.
3: It's very easy to do.
0: Yeah, I've discovered this. Mm-hmm. And I must mm-hmm. say, my little aunt heart, I'm like, yeah, this is fun. I, I like creeping you out. I don't know. I, I,
3: I live like, I, I to hear the stories. Yes. I just I think think kind of feel bad, but then again, now. Now you <laughs> enjoy, enjoy it, it so much. much. I do. I enjoy I, being safely scared. If it were real, uh, not so much. But yes. yes.
1: I, I find it fun to talk to people who feel that way because I don't realize how abnormal it is. <laughs> yeah until somebody comes into the conversation conversation and they're like this is really creepy and i'm like oh really it's my day-to-day life <laughs> yeah
0: and then there's also yeah. that feeling of yay somebody else gets the weirdness that i get every day or yeah. at least a few times a week
2: and yeah. uh yeah it's made you realize how small my bubble is like <laughs> my, my whole bubble is just weird so when i go out of it oh like,
3: yeah, yeah. Do you ever let something slip like when you're in a group of people that you kind of sort of know and then they just all kind of look at you like you're fucking, oh, <clears throat> excuse me, that you're crazy. <laughs> Sorry, Christina. Because I, I get that. I have been Gotta called catch creepy up, girl. One. Sorry. I've been called creepy girl. You know, when I start talking about murder, they, they yeah. I get looked at funny. <laughs> oh,
2: I, the I murder talks. Before
0: yeah true crime and murder like the weird knowledge of serial killers and true crime Mm -hmm. um that's a big turnoff to people i find when i've gone to like different events like Mm -hmm. um my sister-in-law's wedding talking to other guests (laughs) they're like what do you do and i'm like oh i wrote this wonderful book called ohio's haunted crime and it has serial killers and other weird murders in it and they're just like no Uh Uh-huh. And, but and the, but they go wait it's haunted I go yes there are ghosts involved and like well, tell us about that <laughs> and I'm like sure but, I'll tell you about all the dead people but you don't want to know how they died you just no. want to hear how they're haunting people
2: but um, I'll get the weird look when I, and I realize just how gleeful I am when I'm like so have you heard about H.H. H. Holmes oh my <sighs> gosh and then just start going down the rabbit hole of like and I went on a tour and it was like oh god this is <laughs> did you know Un- he's daddy like it's
0: yeah fun thing about h.h H. holmes i investigated uh-huh. the murder cottage in indianapolis that he
2: oh,
4: oh
3: yeah there's a place that still exists that he did things in it's so the
0: property does though? okay um it's a private residence oh it's actually two so the property it was a little cottage that um h.h H. holmes killed howard Faisal in and uh the property got split in two so now there's two small oh i won't, I won't call them the bungalow sized homes so one home sits on where all howard's body pieces were found and the other one sits on the actual cottage bit both of them have seen activity um it was not my proudest ghost hunting experience but uh or moment but it was creepy um, yeah
2: do we know where he was with the girls in the trunk in Cincinnati?
0: I don't know about that one. Um, this is where he picked up the girls, though.
2: Yeah, in Indianapolis. Yeah, he, he brought them here to. They were here in Cincinnati for a while, but I could never, like, digging into the depths of the internet, find where he actually stayed, like the house that he rented. So, if anyone knows, I don't think it's funny that I if it knew was that Jen's. Part.
3: It's not my my house. Isn't old enough. Dang it. <laughs> um i didn't know that that mm-hmm. he was in cincinnati i yeah. they mainly concentrate on the hotel in chicago yep which Devil i in think White was, City. was burned down
2: correct yep. the and community burned a, it down there's a post office there now that Ooh. you can if you sweet talk the ladies there with some donuts from what i have heard you can get a <laughs> tour of the basement whoa they said that so like basement actually like where the the dungeons kind of were um, mm-hmm. or the shoots whatever you want to call it um but also they they report that people taking pictures can uh see faces in the windows of the post oh
4: wow yep <laughs> that's pretty wild
2: i i kind of enjoy it i can story. be bribed
1: with donuts too right <laughs> same same same, same. same. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: especially if
4: they're really <laughs> yeah. good donuts yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh yeah oh yeah i'm yeah, trying to see exactly
0: kind of where them. he was
4: i like cincinnati the magazine
3: once sorry hmm? no cincinnati
0: Mag- oh yeah that makes everyone's mind just kind of wander mm-hmm. to a gleeful place um <laughs> yeah it i was looking up cincinnati magazine did an entire article called the devil in the queen city from 2015
4: huh. Oh wow! Mm. I'm gonna have to read that because I don't know yes. that much about that. I guess not being—I'm the only one of, of the three of us that doesn't listen to a lot of true crime.
1: I don't either. Uh, well, uh, podcasts. I'm
4: <laughs> well, I—I I mean, I mean, yeah, I—I—I—the I, podcasts I listen to are mostly comedian ones, and and mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, other you know, art <laughs> ones, art ones, and comedy ones.
3: <laughs> I have been listening to. I've been trying to catch up on Small Town Murder which is two comedians. And oh my God,
4: they're, they're. That's probably a good start for me if it's comedians doing it or something like that.
3: Oh, it's graphic, Christina. It it can get very graphic, (laughs) but I'm I'm uh, sure it's good. It's very good. The, the one I was listening to today, I, before I ate dinner, I had to hit pause on it, but they were talking about a woman that predicted she was a psychic and she was predicting the killer like he they she drove past, past a place where he was arrested as a teenager and she's just like something happened here like she was kind of I haven't fully listened to the whole episode but she was like nailing this guy in his life and the things that he had done and I'm just like oh that's that's cool like because she was just, just driving by and getting the feelings and everything and I'm like creepy mm-hmm. but awesome <laughs>
1: I tend to stay away from the true crime stuff and stories because... It's just too... What... <clears throat> I start picking stuff up <laughs> if I'm listening to it and it freaks me out and then I can't sleep because I'm like, wait, is this important information that I need to share with somebody? And then I start mm. like eating away at myself and then I can't sleep. <laughs> so yeah. is that, that Do you have that happen? Um,
0: that's a skill I... I don't want to say thankfully haven't picked up though. Sometimes I can read them and say, Oh, this person's dead or this person's alive, but that would be all I get. I I was reading the newspaper article to see about HH Holmes. Sorry, springing back to that. And there was two hotels. He stopped off in, in Cincinnati. One was the Atlantic house on central Avenue. And the other one was the Bristol at six and vine. And then the, um, Pinkertons that were after him stayed at 305 Poplar Street in Bellevue, Kentucky. So those are the three locations that have H.H. Homes here in Cincinnati. So
3: So, returning back to reading. Yes, Jen. Were the girls dead when he was here? No, they were alive. Okay.
0: He killed the, the well, they ended up in the trunk, but that was in Indianapolis. And then he took them up to Toronto in
4: a
3: trunk.
1: Okay. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. thanks for finding that. I, see, I, this is what keeps me from sleeping. <laughs> yeah. This is true crime stuff. Interesting. Yeah. But that, there was a this...
0: wonderful website called diedinhouse.com that will look up property records for you to see if anyone's died in your house.
1: Interesting. I saw somebody put that link in a group I'm in and I opened it and then it looked really sketchy. So, I closed it.
0: It's not hard to do a property search in Hamilton County. You just yeah. go to the, I think it was the office of the register.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, you can yeah, contact. It's free. You can contact the police department in your neighborhood, and if there's anything, I mean, uh, police reports are public information.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
3: I, I found out this was after I moved into my house that my house was in a fire in 2017, Oof. and. My neighbor told me, so I called up the fire department. I'm like, hey, apparently my house was in a fire. Can I get the report? Sure. They emailed it to me. And
4: wow, that's interesting.
3: The woman living here at the time, her and her kids fell asleep in the basement watching TV and left some incense burning in the living room and set the house on fire. Whoa. Yeah. That's a reason to keep an eye on that incense. I don't light incense, although I do have a candle burning right now. But, um, yeah, every once in a while, if it gets really hot, mm-hmm. I can get a faint smoky smell. So, and I think it might be coming from the rafters in the attic.
0: That's mm. spooky.
4: Yeah. So, Is it?
0: <laughs> well, just as a reminder that you had, there was a fire there, not as oh. in a ghost. Although that may explain some ghost, like, rigid... <laughs> cat can speak tonight some residual smells that people get in especially old places i'm like hmm. around gettysburg or anywhere um like i'm looking at whispers estate in mitchell indiana any old bar that's in mm-hmm. great britain <laughs> like
3: okay bobby so mackey's music world all that that smoke. brings up a good question so like when i first started to learn how to write a scene i i they teach you to kind of, or at least I interpreted it this way. You po- approach it through your senses. So you write down what you smell, what you see, what you feel, you know, what you hear. Um, are your experiences like that too, or are they strictly visual? I know you get the the. I don't know if this is cliche about when you feel like you're walking through a cobweb or it's cold, temperature variations. But does it go beyond that?
2: you're kind of talking about two different things. So the okay. yeah, actually interacting with a spirit. Yeah. You're going to like, there's the cold spot, there's the cobwebs, there's, you know, stuff that, I mean, Ashley has seen me at investigations enough. Now, if I if start to have them around, like I'm doing this cause it's, they're constantly touching my head. Um, but for like the, the smell and the taste, that's more the, uh, Claire shoot. I pulled it up. Clear alliance, 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 Claire alliance, smelling. So there, there are different clairs for smelling, sight, taste. And mm. I haven't necessarily like me personally I haven't been walking through a room and go like, oh, that tastes like a lollipop. I wonder who
1: had a lollipop. <laughs> yeah. That's not... I think taste is the most rare. Yeah, right. right. I haven't Does anybody
0: taste. really want it though? No, no. no.
1: But but pretty mm-hmm. much everything
2: else. And it's just when. For me, it's when I'm practicing mediumship and actually trying to tap into that. And, you know, then I'll feel how somebody felt. I'll smell things that's happened very rarely, but, you know, practicing one time and got basically like hit upside the head with the smell of fresh cut grass and it's like overwhelming and no explanation for it whatsoever. So there's the, the, the oh, wow. and then there's the you've been
1: (laughs) you've been hit by a spirit kind of thing Nope. what about you Ashley Ashley. I when I do readings I have to explain like all the different ways I sense things because I explain them differently like if I hear something I have to say they say if I feel something I say I feel but um I think the strongest other than like I'll hear words or sentences but I I feel a lot of, like, I'll know how somebody passed based on where I feel my body pains, like, and I can somehow what I feel in my head, I know that's an aneurysm or like my left wow. arm always hurts and my chest hurts. If it's a heart attack, like I can just, I, that's how I pinpoint their passing. Um, um, sorry, something's trying to come through now
0: um yeah isn't that annoying you're just like (laughs) i'm just trying to explain how i read things i actually don't want to do a reading so just chill on that for a moment and
1: and then like emotions too i get a lot of a lot of their emotions come through um yeah i see pictures
4: so that's a that's a good segue into your first experiences who wants to go first how did you know like what, and, and were you freaked out when you, or was it just something like you were always talking to people that weren't there and people said, that's not normal. I mean, who wants to go first?
0: <laughs> well, I do have a little PSA before we do that. If you are a ghost hunter or a paranormal investigator and you smoke cigarettes for the love of Christ and all things, holy don't do it during an investigation.
1: Thank you. Just don't. Thank you. <laughs> Thank and you. if you
0: need to, <laughs> do it easily a hundred feet away from the door or any windows and then like douse yourself with Febreze and tell everyone you have (laughs) or better yet just stay outside because we will pick up on that smell and if we are trying to be at a location where cigarette smoke or lavender or any um phantom smells that is a really weird way of putting that is reported you are ruining all of that data we could have collected mm-hmm. by the fact that you had to smoke just oh, we just do. don't do
2: it we make it clear not even on like on public investigations to not wear perfume
1: like don't yeah don't or even, heavy deodorant yeah right you've taken the, the team within mm-hmm. the team we're like try to use a neutral deodorant <laughs> yeah because we, it yeah. helps so much just to not have that question.
0: Yeah,
2: and no flip flops.
1: <laughs> amen.
2: No
0: flip flops.
2: Like good heavy meal that's going to sit.
1: Yes, will <laughs> make noise. <laughs> no, no tacos. No bean dip. Nothing. That's going yeah. to make your tummy no, when,
0: <laughs> If you do, if you do pass gas during the investigation, own it one because phantom smell and two (laughs) we'll hear it on all the audio recording and like i i your pride and ego just go out the window when you're with a group of people in the dark talking to nonsense sometimes like let's be honest we all look a little nutter um in a dark room farting oh my goodness
1: (laughs) mel brooks should be
0: writing something about this
1: Someone's Anyway. Be like, Wait, do you smell a body decomposing?
2: <laughs> no. I had the case of Rita, I'm sorry. Oh no. Dang it, Ralph, oh, anyhow.
0: So, first first experiences. And I also have paranormal puppy Chewy behind me now. Um so, that's not a living rug, that's a dog, everyone. Um <laughs> So, um, oh, I got stories, but everyone hears me every week. So Amanda, Ashley, you go.
2: Um, I can't like so I think I said it's on the last one. Like I remember as a kid, you know, seeing people playing people with people that weren't there. Like I distinctly remember there was this older man in a black and red buffalo plaid like shirt and we were playing around this old workshop. It was his workshop. Like that's, so I, that's the first time I can really remember, like that wasn't like a person, person there. Um, but then, you know, came through adulthood, got, uh, kind of, you know, mixed up with one of those first marriages to a Baptist. So that kind of ruined everything for a while. And, uh, (laughs) I put up, put up a big wall because that wasn't there. Um, but then, uh, Oh gosh, over on West side of Cincinnati, we were living in a house there, old farmhouse and just the, the first like adult experience. I remember sitting there on the couch and off to my right was the entrance to the kitchen and just got that, like somebody staring at me kind of feeling and turned and saw a woman standing there in the doorway with. The curled up hair and her like flower apron and her dress on, and I remember looking at her and like, it, and this is one, you know it sounds so weird because that's what we all do. Like I looked at her and her eyes were red. I'm like, oh you you don't like me being here, do you? Okay, cool. And then she like she went away. <laughs> like oh sweet, she, like what? What so that that was my first as an adult like oh god I I can see things and I remember seeing things and then it took mm-hmm. a few to open up to it
0: <laughs> I was about to say that's a really good episode of WandaVision you watched
2: <laughs> right right
4: <laughs> yeah so you when you first saw this you weren't scared at all you just were like oh there's just somebody that's not like, could you, could, how hard is it? Like when you see someone like that, do you think it, I mean, do you know instantly that they're not like solid? Like that they're yeah. not
2: of this? Oh yeah, they're, no feet,
0: no feet. Yeah, mm-hmm. no feet is pretty classic across the board around the world. Yeah, which- Is that okay. the feet are either missing or they're turned the other way.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, um, wow.
0: Yeah, um, so yeah,
2: yeah that no it's, feet. yeah. It's going through just like, you know even though i'm a creative i still have a very analytical brain so just kind of i remember staring and just saying that i do now if i wake up and i see something beside my bed like am i imagining that am i dreaming like kind of going through that checklist like nope this is real okay now yeah. <laughs> now time to process so yeah no feetsies.
0: yeah no feces <laughs> that that's one. pretty common <laughs>
2: ashley oh
1: this is hard. Um, I think my earliest remembering is like four, like I barely remember some of these things. Um, but with other people that was like seeing somebody walk through my grandma and grandpa's house. Like it's just little things like that from that early age. And then me just knowing that it wasn't somebody I knew. So I didn't say anything ever. Um, And somehow I always did that. Like a lot of kids will still say things with with what they see. For some reason, I never said stuff. And I think part of that was I grew up in the church from like birth. And something in me knew that I wasn't supposed to be seeing these things. So I I don't know. Anyway, I think my first oh crap, was when I was in, oh gosh. And I'm just kind of now remembering this, Amanda, which is funny. I was in, (laughs) there's a lot of things happened throughout the 29 years of experiences. Um, I was in, I guess it had to have been kindergarten through third grade is when I was at this school, which we've recently had contact with and we're working on getting an investigation there. Uh, But I remember being outside at recess playing with my best friend and I looked over in the field where we weren't allowed to play. Cause we had to stay on the playground. And there was this little girl like just playing in the grass, like playing with the grass and the flowers and things. And I was like, what's happening right now? I just kind of stood there and stared And my friend was like, what's wrong with you? I was like, "Uh," and I didn't say anything cause I was scared, <laughs> but that was probably my earliest, and then I, I had a lot of little things happen over time because I was still like, I don't know I don't know if this is true for every medium. It is for a lot that I've talked to. Over your life, you kind of have to decide what you're gonna accept and if you're gonna kind of follow that push to like, yeah, follow it, right? So like we've had all these experiences and each one of them, I'm like, do I listen or do I ignore it and forget it exists and close it off? Yeah. So over time, I think my most significant experiences, my grandpa's actually come to me. He passed when I was 6. He has come to me through like certain points in those pivotal turning. I think he's more of a guide for me in those turning points for leading me on my spiritual path um, and getting me here. But like he appeared during my back surgery. And I saw him and I actually told my mom about that. Cause I was like, didn't I, did he have a cowboy hat? Cause I was like really confused. Cause I was still kind of high and I'm still not positive. That wasn't the drugs, <laughs> but like, she was like, yeah, we lived in Texas and then like five years, three or no, it's like three or four years before I had my first kid, which is kind of when really things started getting pushed. Um, he appeared at the side of my bed and I just saw his face. And like, I knew that's what it meant because after that point I started like my friend's dad just randomly came through and I texted her and I was like, your dad said this. And she's like, what? How did you know that? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so like, I don't know. It's just It's just been a whirlwind. And then he appeared uh, a month ago or so when I was at the beginning of another huge spiritual shift um, and he said, it's time, whatever the heck that means. So yeah.
0: We'll, we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then I just, I mean, and all the other things, seeing, hearing, feeling, it's, it can be overwhelming, but
0: yeah. So I remember um, the first time I definitely knew that the thing I was looking at had, Passed over, passed on. um But I, I know when I was really little, I would point out to like cemeteries and stuff and ask mom about like the people standing there. And she's like,
4: no, nah, there's no one there.
3: And then. My nephew did the same thing.
0: Yeah. It, it's, you, you just sit there and it's just, to me, they were just people dressed in mourning attire, different. Mm-hmm decades but you'll have different like people wearing all black dresses with the hats and the veil or people in suits and um the ones that were fun were like the black leisure suits from the 70s but yeah anyway um yeah Hmm. sorry memory anyhow (laughs) um so anyhow so i remember so the I'll tell the story of the first definite ghost that I saw. Um, There were things, bits and pieces beforehand, but I was so young that it's just kind of like, "Eh, did that happen? Was that a weird dream type of thing? So I kind of put those in the
4: other category.
0: And so this is actually, ironically, the house that I just finished cleaning out. Um, So when I was in elementary school, I was around eight years old at the time. um, I have, and I still to this day, And I have, if you've ever listened to any of my other interviews on shows like darkness, radio, um, ghostly Talk, stuff like that, I've actually told this story. Um, I have a bad habit of waking up at two in the morning to need to use the restroom is, is just like clockwork always since I've been five. And so like that, when I was eight, one summer night, I got up and was walking to the bathroom and at the, at my door's threshold i stopped and i can watch i was watching a tall man he was glowing blue and then the makeup of the rest of him was blue everything was blue so you had a light blue outline and then all of his details were in like smoky blue and he was glowing slightly blue and he walked right past me and into the linen closet that was directly to my right and I remember just watching him walk past me. He had, did not care I was there. He did not even acknowledge I was there, but he walked right into the linen closet. And I remember staring at this linen closet, which is about two feet uh, wide and about three feet deep, but it was full of built-in shelving. And having been a young child, and I'm already pretty tiny as it is an adult, I would hide in that linen closet when I'd play hide and go seek or anything like that. And if things Kept inside were family heirlooms, that especially on the top shelves. So this man walks past me and just goes right through the door, and it's one of those slatted doors, also that you can pull it to one side. And uh, I just, I just look at it and I immediately open the door and start pulling out everything that's in this closet. And my mom pops out of her bedroom and she's like, "Kate, what are you doing?" And I'm like, "Well, there was a man." And he walked into the closet and my mom's like, no, Kate, no one walked into the closet, go back to bed. And I'm like, but I gotta go pee. And you know, moms (laughs) are like, okay, go pee and then go back to bed. So that was that the next morning. um, I'm helping my mom clean up the kitchen and uh, after a meal and I'm like, Hey, I saw this man. And I go to describe what he looked like. And he was very tall, very lean, had a very pronounced uh, cheekbones slightly large ears was Caucasian had a short hair that he had in a comb over and freckles. And I got the immediate impression that he was a redhead and that he did wear glasses, but wasn't at this time. And I explained this all to my mom and she about broke the dish that she was drying at that time. And she goes and hands me a photo and she's like, this is my father and I hadn't seen photos of my grandfather in a healthy state because all the photos I had seen of him were from 1970, when he, the year before he passed away from um, cancer. And uh, uh, he was a skeleton of himself by that time. So those are all the photos I had seen of him. It aged him immensely. But this was a younger version of him. And still had comb over. Like apparently receding hairlines are a thing in that side of the family. But <laughs> um yeah. So she was just very spooked that I managed to describe how the father that she remembers in her youth looked like. Yeah. So that was my first definite ghost experience.
3: Um so yeah. Did you ever figure out who the blue man was?
0: That was him. It was my grandpa.
3: Oh, it was your grandfather. Okay. Yeah. Sorry,
0: wasn't didn't why was that he connection. blue?
3: Why That's a good blue? question.
0: That's a question I get a lot. I don't know yeah. about you, Ashley and Amanda. Like, why do different ghosts show up as like black shadow people? Why do they sh- like why white? Why blue? Why green? Um, and then also, why do ghosts always wear clothes? That's a common question I get as well. <laughs> and I'm like, not all of them do. There are some ghost stories of nude people,
2: yeah. Hmm. Uh-huh. I don't know I I, I'm sure I could probably you know look up and see a million different theories as to why spirits will show differently but yeah Yeah, typically, typically I'll see the like unless it's the kind of more full body where I can see the person it's usually white billowy that that I'll see
1: yeah I've never really thought about it before. (laughs) Um, I have seen most of those, but it's very rare that when I see, I usually see it like my mind's eye, they're showing me that they're there and I can explain them by what they're showing me. It's not, I sound crazy in my head, but I'm not seeing the physical apparition of them. Um, So it's, I've probably at this point, shadow figures aside like apparitions where you can tell what they're wearing and describe what they're wearing I mean it's probably below 10 exact like at that point um and those are all really memorable to me um but I would based on what I have sensed in the past I would say that has something to do with their type of energy like um I've had some that are like more sad and feel oppressed still or whatever happened to them was a lot more terrible. Those will be, you know, on the darker side of things and it'll just feel that way too. And I don't know, That's if I had to guess, that's what I would say based on what I've seen, but. That
3: leads me to my my next question. Um, and to most of the people that try to come through to you or do show themselves to you, do they always have something to say, or there's something unfinished about while they're still here? Or do they, I mean, is there a reason why they're still here and that you see them? Or they <laughs> just, they just exist?
1: Um, I like that's a loaded question. <laughs> it's <is.
2: So, laughs> such a loaded question. Um, I will tell a funny story
0: if you want to get your thoughts about that because that was a big question
3: that is i I, I figured sorry
0: (laughs) it's all right so um as for the ghosts that we see and run into investigations so i was doing an investigation i think i've talked about this before but not very much for not very long at um oh smith's castle in rhode island which it sounds like it should be a huge castle but it's a fortified two-story house and I think I talked about this last time, I walked in on a ghost that wasn't expecting to see me. So sometimes they're just bopping around places because that's where they're comfortable and they don't expect to see the living. Or if they do, most of the time, the living kind of don't bother seeing them. And they're really shocked when they run into somebody (laughs) who can see them back, especially when you are a 1600s merchant in your nightgown and cap not expecting to see a woman in the 21st century walk in at you at 10 o'clock at night so he was shocked i was shocked we were all shocked and we all embarrassingly scurried off to our respectful corners of the house
2: <laughs> i love that story uh, I, I i think for me yeah now that my thoughts are a little bit more organized in my personal experience seeing a full body at least my impression, the vibe that I got was there was, you know, anger, hurt. There was some very heightened emotion that allowed them to, to be like that to me, um, in day-to-day life, a white blur walking past me, scurrying on the floor, like those, that, that's, that's my everyday, like that's super common, um, Now, what I will say is, you know, we've been in this house for less than a year now, six months ish. And the folks that are showing up in my bedroom, because they're still doing it, they're showing up completely different than I've had other experiences before. So I'm still trying to kind of dive down into exactly what they're doing there, who they are, what, you know, is it, is it still part of a dream? Like they're, they're could be a million explanations but yeah these these recently for me have been a little bit more aggressive I guess would be the like they're there and they're not going anywhere so like I can either deal with them or go to sleep and I choose to go to sleep so
3: (laughs) you need to sleep yeah yeah yeah.
2: I'm an
1: old lady I want (laughs) to (laughs) sleep um so I think now that I had admitted to think, um, so yeah, I'm much like Amanda, and in, in that, like when we're on investigations, I have more of the, oops, like <laughs> kind of the popping in, but like not personal time. Um, <laughs> I've had a lot of that. It was kind of like, oh hey, but like in my my normal day to day readings is different because i'm you know i'm welcoming them in to talk to me so of course they have things that they need to say my day-to-day i have i have a barrier so i can live my life normally (laughs) but every now and then i'll feel you know the tap or like i'll hear listen and then i'm like okay what is it um and usually if somebody's trying to get my attention that that bad that person has something that they want to say to someone now, that being said, I'm an introvert and I I do not I quit a job because I had to ride the bus down to Cincinnati. I was living in Westchester at the time. And I had to ride the bus and I quit a job because this guy's uncle. Did I tell this story last time? I don't remember if I did. This guy's uncle had passed away, but like he was wearing a fedora. Like I could explain what he looked like and like he he needed to talk to this guy on the bus that I rode the bus with every day and I literally quit a job because because I needed to tell him and I couldn't because I was too scared (laughs) oh yeah yeah, that's a
0: hard one
1: (laughs) yep yeah I don't like I don't like confronting people I have I have a lot of faith now that that was in the beginning of my journey when I was still learning things but I have a lot of faith now that if someone's meant to speak to someone they'll and it's supposed to be through me they will find me and it'll happen but Mm -hmm. oh it's like a a craigslist
2: misconnections for mediums
1: now
2: (laughs) like i rode next to you on the bus
1: your uncle says hi years ago he wore a fedora you know he had (laughs) facial hair
0: (laughs) oh my goodness yeah that there's nothing worse than being put on the spot asked to like connect to somebody's relative and it's even harder when they're distant relatives Mm -hmm. like they've never actually met but they share a bloodline and they're just like (laughs) this has happened when i was at gettysburg (laughs) um there was a guy's like my great uncle removed you know by decades died here where is he and i'm like oh no (laughs) (laughs) so i'm like this is gonna take a minute
3: can you reach out and find that that person at Gettysburg,
0: it's easy because there's a lot of souls around. So you can just kind of ping out like a little radar or like your the blue light special at, at, at Kmart and uh-huh. go, hey, I'm looking for this person. They were in this regiment. Where are you in this battlefield? And okay. um, usually like I, I talk to other ghosts or other spirits to find other ones kind of okay. chatty like that so mm-hmm. usually that's how i find uh, in that case that's how i found him i'm like oh he's sitting on that rock over there like he wasn't that far but we were already in the approximate area where this regiment fought but i just went hey guys where's this dude and they were like oh mm-hmm. he's over there smoking and you're oh. like okay thank you bye and of course you look insane because it's you and two other people in a large field And I'm sitting here talking to, like, a group of dead men. There's about 30 of them. And you're like, well, I can see them. I don't see... Oh, I guess... Yeah. So... (laughs) At least with that, I was with another medium, so she got it. So she's just like, yeah, Kat's just talking. And then the other guy's just like,
1: okay. I also have it happen, too. And I've gotten better at this, but especially in the beginning. But, like, if you're talking to especially new friends or friends and they're talking about somebody you don't know of, family member, friend or whatever that passed away. And they're like, oh, my, my uncle passed away. And then they're like, hey. And I'm like, no, ah, leave me alone. I'm just like a normal person. <laughs> right. I just trying to have a conversation with my friend. You don't know. Stop.
3: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the uncle will be there like,
2: hey,
1: hey. I, I, be, like, yeah. Yeah. I, I have an uncle that
2: does that almost every reading because he just thinks that this whole world is the coolest shit ever like sorry sorry no it's okay no no
4: no need to that's not don't worry about it yeah Leap me not Um, a
2: bomb that i dropped earlier
0: (laughs) we can make nice cat sounds again
2: (laughs) okay (laughs) okay but anyhow yeah my my uncle like thoroughly enjoys coming through with every reading that i've ever had and like Wait, wait! This guy just came in. I was like, dude "Mark, come on, man! Like, get the- <laughs> <I'm> like, no! <laughs> this isn't your time." So yeah, they- there are definitely some very anxious spirits that, like Kat said, once that that blue light goes off, they're like,
1: "Woof!" <laughs> <Yep.">
4: yeah. <laughs>
2: well,
1: here's And a- I mean, sometimes. Well, sorry. Oh no! Go ahead and say what sometimes you're Sometimes we'll, then. sometimes we'll like be on an investigation, and like we'll be doing an investigation in the house or wherever we are, and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm like somebody's popping in from down the street (laughs) Yeah, because it's like they know we're there they know we're able to communicate and if they have something to say gosh darn it they're gonna find us and try to say it like So,
4: so you talked about um people seeing spirits do spirits ever not see living people is do you ever like i know that sounds weird like do do they ever not see the living people around is that a weird question no that's
0: a good legitimate question
4: um sorry
1: there's lots of ideas
0: (laughs) yeah so when i i i did an investigation at penhurst asylum in pennsylvania and that one you're going into a place where the people there you had a grab bag of whatever ailment that got them put in there. Some of them were just abandoned there and some of them, uh, well, a lot of people were abandoned there, but for different reasons. And I remember going through the, that was not an EVP, that was a dog. Um, (laughs) That was Chewy yawning. Um, So (laughs) anyway, um, we were going through the nursery and one of the, um, unfortunate points of Penhurst was a lot of children with not just Down syndrome, but other ailments were just left there. So we were walking through and another sensitive and I could see the kids playing and absolutely did not know anyone else was around. They were in literally their own little world. Mm-hmm. So that was an incident where I that happened. It's not common. It tends to be only at old abandoned nursing homes um or care facilities or um or asylums where i've run into that and that would be because of their own like i don't even think they were actual spirits there i think they were just residual residue of the trauma that happened there like that's what i
2: was going to ask you because like yeah how did because i i haven't encountered that before that makes perfect sense but yeah how did you know between that and residual because residual just will walk by because that's
0: what yeah. that energy does but yeah 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 that was in this one i think it was a residual that usually people don't tune into like yeah. just kind of like radio static and myself and my friend who was also sensitive we play off of each other really well mm-hmm. so um i think we just kind of brought up that vibration if to spe- speak in those terms and we just saw that in our mind's eye. Um, But yeah, it's um, when I was at, oh, is it? Oh, Rolling Hills. It's another abandoned nursing home. Oh man. Also in Pennsylvania. No, Rolling Hills is a different one. Um, Sorry. Just too many locations. (laughs) Um, But that one, there was patients with dementia that we walked past and they were Those were really sad because those were souls that literally did not, they weren't, they were just there. And we try to cross them over and they're too confused. So um, that's a work in progress. That's heartbreaking. you do run into that um or you have souls that just don't want to cross over like people with ptsd in gettysburg there aren't very many souls left in gettysburg that haven't been crossed over there's about a holdout of 10 guys across the entire from my experience park that just will not move (laughs) um but it's because of ptsd you
1: do you do realize that a lot and i've shared this with my close friends but like a lot of the people i come across they're like oh you're a medium that's such an amazing gift and i'm like you don't understand that 98% of my readings have been murders suicides and drug overdoses it's not fun <laughs> it's yeah. hard it's hard you kind
0: of become a therapist especially when you're trying to get somebody across <laughs> over because you have to yeah.
1: mm-hmm.
0: speak in a you should be you don't have to you could yell at them nothing's going to happen if you yell at them though it's just yeah. going to agitate everybody around you it still has to be your choice. yeah it yeah it is, it's a very much a free will thing
2: yeah so but i think being um, you know anybody that you know is in this arena has these whatever it is you know you're, you're sensitive to start out with so that's a good friend of mine who you know kind of like what you're saying had have the that like we kind of heighten each other's vibration or around each other um went a friend of hers had uh, a friend that od'd and he wanted to you know i want to know that he's okay it's like oh god so we're going into this the, the place where this person passed and then on top of that you have you know this guy with all of his emotions that you're trying to deal with and and separate out and yeah it just gets those sort of things get very overwhelming because yeah like hey it's super fun to you know see things and talk to things but there's like there's yeah it's that therapist part like there's a ton of emotion that goes with it that you don't necessarily get to get rid of easily like it just hangs around
0: yeah it's it's spirits in my opinion when I experience that have not passed over yet, and there are a few, they're not the majority, but um, they they are very stuck to the world for whatever reason. But the spirits that have passed on and are just visiting, oh, they're jolly! They're they're just happy to see you. They'll chat oh, yeah. with you. They'll help you find other spirits. They they don't they don't mind. So um, yeah, it just. And a lot of haunted locations are actually that, just family members popping in to say hello. I want to be that
3: kind of ghost. Like, I want to haunt people just for the fun of it. I want to scare the crap out of people. That would be so much fun. There's a ghost I experienced
0: at a haunted house attraction in Indiana that does that. They haunt the location because they can.
1: Yeah, we've also come across a couple jerks. <laughs> censoring myself, who like try to pretend that they're demonic, mm-hmm. or I evil. Hate them. Yeah. Listen, Am- Amanda was with me for this one. We did. It was a residential. Somebody called us freaking out, like he wasn't sleeping in his room. It was. It was bad. And we were there, and there's definitely activity. Not to mention the highest EMF I've ever in my life experienced.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Electrical, but that can continue. I was about to say, what easier. kind of EMF is
0: this? Yeah. It was
1: electrical, but if there is activity, they can feed off of that and use it too. So, anyway, we were using our flashlights and very obviously Morse code with the flashlights. So, Amanda writes it down.
2: I'm still <laughs> pissed off at this spirit. Like, I am still like you, <laughs> Ricky. Anyway, go ahead. No, you finish the story. <laughs> But, so Kat, you had your, your flashlight earlier. Like, you know, we, we use that quite often, the little, little mag lights on, mm-hmm. you know, make them just on. So we were sitting there in this room, just trying to, you know, talk to whoever's there. And the, the light starts flashing and it starts, you know, it's like, bup, 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 and like, there's an obvious pattern. I'm like, I'm like, okay. It was like, we've set up the like, you know, light up for yes, don't for no. And I was like, is this like Morse code or something? Joking. And boom, like, oh, oh, okay. Let me get out the Google and see what what we can do. So I started like writing down each of the letters and it's, it's somewhere saved on my phone, but it spelled out a name and then said, hi. And this name, I Googled it and it was, um, actually, what was it? It was a like the the not the spirit of mary but it was it was like a a deity tied to Mm -hmm. mary and i'm like no you're not (laughs) it was like like, just like i'm just like no you're you're absolutely not and i walked outside i'm "I'm not feeling like when they pretend to be zozo and you're like god (laughs) damn it i know (laughs) you're not your name is jeff and the guy
1: (laughs) and i know he was I know he was getting his jollies because the guy that lived there he was like this big guy. He was I mean, he was not someone you'd probably take for a fool. Uh-uh. And but he was he was actually getting ready to start seminary school. Oh. Um, so like he was convinced that the spirit was a demon and like we really had to go in there and be therapists and be like mm-hmm. listen. <laughs> right but yeah. I'm like
2: buddy this this dude's just effing with you man like <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: sorry I understand and, you're experiencing un- things but and until like you have to know that and they're not going to leave you alone until you're you're like just cut it out I'm going to ignore you mm-hmm. and if you actually mean that it'll stop <laughs> if so it's something like that how do you
4: shut yourself off like you've said that you can i mean is that the first thing you learn when you start having these experiences you learn how to shut it off
1: i not think so <laughs> i mean it took me like 25 years <laughs> to figure out how to do it mostly i still have moments where i can't stay in a restaurant or the store like still not happen yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. But- I, in my case because i grew up in such <laughs> a haunted house it was a soft defense mechanism to figure out how to shut it off and just really kind of drum up the courage to just say, no, not, not right now. And uh, understand that you have the ability to just push away when you need to. Yeah. And uh, now, like with my house, my entire house, I, this, oh, this is going to sound extremely witchy. I know exactly I what up, you're going to say. <laughs> yeah. So I do it
1: too.
0: <laughs> I'm in a safe place. It's okay. Yes, there are wards in my house and uh-huh. outside on my in my yard to keep things from getting in, because I don't want them bothering my child. I don't want them bothering my pets because when they're spooked, it's very hard to calm them down. Yeah. And I've had to throw out entities from time to time. I'm looking at you, Bill, who <laughs> would come in and be like hey i'm a cold spot i'm gonna rock in your hallway like walk up and down i'm like no you're not sir and you just kind of <laughs> pluck yeah. them out so like i said it sounds very witchy but it's just a way of keeping your home um i want to say golden because you're, tra- <laughs> you're trying to cast golden light into it but um but
2: it's all the, the energy up
0: it's like all that. intention based yeah it's yeah. all
2: intention And yeah, like when I moved in here, I had actually come in, sage, bless the entire place. That's obviously wearing off, even though I've, you know, done it regularly, black tourmaline everywhere. But yeah, I'm, you know, give me the witchy route any day. Like I'm about to clean this whole place and then put iron spikes at all four corners of my yard. It works. Done. It it works. Yeah. What are some
4: easy things people can do if they want to uh, batten down the hatches, so to speak, in their house? well
2: hmm <laughs> versus someone to get out
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's it and with good like with intent it isn't like hey yeah. it'd be really nice if you got out of my house because i don't feel the vibe that you're giving if you talk like that they're going
4: and, to stay
1: and if you don't actually mean it no matter how you say it if you don't actually mean it it's not going to do anything <laughs> yeah well it's yeah, it,
4: interesting because that happened uh, one of the haunts we're going to be reading in a couple weeks when we do just a, a regular episode and do a haunt uh there was somebody that was experiencing something and and something came home with him and he said to leave and it and he was not bothered by it again
0: yeah it, it usually it's that like when i had the um pervy <coughs> priest from Saddamsville follow me home <laughs> i i i know i told this the last time you were on um i did in the most shaky voice but it was full of intent of just get out of my house so um yeah it yeah it's a lot of its intent sage works people like sage um that can work uh you can do wards like oh here we go um this is not one of the wards protecting my house but this is a buddhist sutra um that i got from a friend um
1: sage is also not the only option yeah there's a, yeah.
2: there's
1: a lot going on oh, that's yeah typically my go-to also um you can do if you look oh, it up there's dried herbs just about <laughs> anything there's a lot there's a lot what is of... that this
2: is selenite and this is black tourmaline oh, there interesting. Is, yeah there's black tourmaline at Pretty much every entrance to my home.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
2: and they're not doing their job. So we're going to have to talk about that on the next full moon when she stops. Yeah, it's um... and they can't cross that stuff. It's it, it's still intention, but it's something physical with intention. Like I, I know we were talking earlier about like divination tools and stuff, like using pendulums and, and stuff to, to be able to talk to. And we use dowsing rods when we go out on investigations those are all tools to kind of, in my opinion, channel the intention. It's not yeah, necessarily focus. something that, you know, a spirit's like, Oh, got black tourmaline. Like I'm not going to no, there's, there's still there, there's vibrations to it, but there's definitely intention with it. And, you know, there, I don't think there's a spirit out there. It's like, you know what, unless they have a Rose Quartz pendulum, I'm just not going to talk to them today. So <laughs> it's yeah. all intention. I yeah. also
1: want to say that like with black tourmaline, there's also like physical aspects that it does like it'll actually help absorb negative emfs like real electrical emfs that affect you um so it actually does that too in addition to helping protect from like spiritual things
4: Hmm. Um,
1: that's good to know sorry i'm
0: just imagining how much black tourmaline it would take it's like but i need a suit (laughs) do i need to line my house with it
2: Right, like i want bricks of black tourmaline to build my house out of.
0: <laughs> yeah and then how much how expensive would that yeah um but yeah like with that like these is whatever you can focus with um mm-hmm. just for your intention and so it could be anything and spirits will react to different things from their own personal experiences if they're not residual so in the united states using crosses a lot helps because that's something recognizable is it universal no but
3: um yeah and what does iron do
2: iron's a barrier yeah
0: Yeah, that's a yeah so that's why you would be putting spikes in things in in like the ground in certain ways to keep barriers um i think it also helps barrier fae Mm -hmm. um so that's why you get them a lot in like uh, great britain
3: Uh please great britain listeners Yeah, they Fae. can be yeah from what that, i understand. the say
0: and Jin. i don't know if either of you have run into anything non-human entity wise but i oh, yeah. run into a lot of jinn and elementals those are all those fay jinn yeah. um
2: i wouldn't necessarily say a jinn that i've run into ashley of you <laughs> i don't
1: think so <laughs>
0: there's one running around gettysburg and, uh, they're fun. They're, uh, when I say fun, it is with air quotes. They are fun. They can, they can be your ally or they can be your biggest antagonist during a, a investigation. Um, mm. because it depends on their mood that day. And if you brought anything to give them. So like when we were doing an investigation of a old farm on, just off of Gettysburg property um it was the Daniel Stewart farm I think they have two large ponds there and man I this is one of those episodes where I sound so nutter anyway so you're in
1: good company yeah that's true (laughs) so we you sound normal to me
0: okay that's
1: good I should say, same. Same,
3: okay.
0: So <laughs> elementals, Jin, Fei have a very different vibe than anything that has lived on this earth. And, um, you just walk in and everything just feels super elevated, almost like you're floating,
2: mm-hmm.
0: at least in my experience. And I was just like, wow, this energy feels very spiritual. Really? That's the best way to mm-hmm. explain it. Uh, uplifting, I guess it was happy. To see us but we had a whole not a whole bunch but one of our we were going to have a picnic and then it was a meet and greet for our previous the previous radio show i was on so listeners got to meet and we did a large picnic and potluck on the first evening we were not investigating or doing a ghost hunt at the farm it was also used as a b airbnb so we had the farm um yeah. We had rented it. And, um, and then the next few nights we were going to investigate there and at other places around Gettysburg. So we get there and we're setting up and another medium friend and I are setting up stuff and she happened to have, I think it was Patron. And uh, um, I was just like, do you feel very light And she's like, yeah. And I go, I think we have an elemental or a non-human around. And she's like, well, what do we do? And I'm like, "Um, well, I only have experience with in Japan how we would handle this because kami or spirit that isn't human is quite common there. That's why you have Shinto shrines in a lot of places. And when you deal with kami, you are giving Alcohol is very popular. It's the same with Faye. Alcohol you, is very popular.
2: You literally and poured one out for your Faye homies, didn't
0: you? <laughs> we did. We we did three shots and we poured them out um within a respectable distance from the lake, so it wasn't actually gonna get in, but boy we had a very active weekend it was just like they were like sure if you want to talk to the boys who are here because this used to be a triage center for the war go right ahead here they are and we had so much activity exactly. so that was my direct experience with a um i i think it was gin i i like them that way but Faye is also a good way of putting it
4: I mean, I have a lot of friends that are super into like fairies and fae and leave milk out for leprechauns and stuff like that.
0: Right, You don't want to piss them off. They're,
4: no.
2: they get on you. Ashley, maybe we should bring a treat next time when we're in Hamilton. The Circle the society? I think so. Right. The, the first time that we went up there, you know, kind of getting my bearings, I hadn't looked up anything on the house and went into the, this bedroom. And I was just like, like this is weird like there's something but there's what and I'm like looking in the closet and around the bed and I'm like what what is this like this isn't a spirit in here and Ashley's making that face that she's making now like yeah there's something here and I'm like it's just it's it's something I was like it's it's an elemental and and that's it it's it's very light but it's also very mischievous like Mm -hmm. they're tricky little buggers and they just want to like so yeah we need to I'm gonna I'm gonna bring in a cookie next time that we're up there. <laughs> yeah,
0: bring in something. Um right. the the only ones that I've found that are willing to work with you even if you don't have anything are green men. I don't know if you run into any of them. Um they're a type of Fae, but they're so chill and they're usually around really old trees. Oh, yeah, neat. so yeah, if you want to calm down a location and you happen to have some ancient trees around requesting the assistance of a green man is usually a good way of chilling everything out so Hmm. they kind of come in like grandpas and they're just like okay you youngins (laughs) you you little human spirits
4: settle down grandpa's sleeping like that yeah
1: (laughs) just like it (laughs) i love it that's what i heard that the trees feel sorry
4: for us
3: yeah Uh Oh. when I go and buy a new house, you guys are going
1: to come over and cleanse it for me, right? Right, right, right.
0: We okay. can actually probably just walk through and let you know where <laughs> everyone is.
1: I actually had a full on conversation with my realtor about partnering with her if she ever needed it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really yeah. smart.
4: Now, uh, both of you have, all of you have kids. Have you, have you any, do you, do you, any of you have family members that also seem to share this?
2: hmm yeah ashley you can go <laughs> oh God. my, my story um, my, my family doesn't really talk to each other that much like i think my grandma but she just spends a lot of time with me you know so but yeah that's that's not really a conversation like when my when my uncle mark the first time that he came through i had to to be able to verify things that were that that came through. I had to go to my dad and go, so I did this crazy thing. It was just silly, like this medium and a and I had to make it into a joke. So his, you know, very, you know, super analytical <laughs> thing that was crazy. So yeah. yeah. It could be in my family. I don't know. Ashley, you
1: Um, so my my dad's <laughs> My dad's mom, my grandma my dad's side, she was Shawnee and very much in the Shawnee community. Um, she taught me a lot of what I know and taught my mom, who then taught me some of the things that I was too young for at the time. But she was very much spiritual. And I didn't know how much until she actually passed. Um, I ended up inheriting all of her things. <laughs> so, like, everything that I have are were hers, but... She definitely had, I, I think, I think she was a medium. Um, and then my great grandma on my mom's side, which we didn't talk about because they were very, they were Baptist, like it was just a thing, but she would just know stuff like way before it would happen. And she would tell people. But it, it didn't get talked about, like, it being weird. It was just like, oh, this is going to happen. And everyone was just like, okay. Oh, that's <laughs> so interesting. Um, and then my kids.
2: Yeah, your kids definitely. So
1: um, do they see stuff,
4: or what do they do? So I think my
1: oldest is the lowest. We'll see. Is, is the lowest on the, the sensitive scale between my kids. My middle one, when she was born, like four months after she was born, like it was the light switch that I had to start doing readings. I don't know. She's very empathic. There may be more there. I don't know. I'm very wary of tapping into my kids too much. It scares me. (laughs) But my son, and this may just be because where I was on my spiritual journey throughout. I mean, I was getting deeper in my spirituality as by my third kid but like when tmi when sperm met egg i literally had a vision <laughs> like i knew i was pregnant in that very moment because i saw like the star explode i was like with my eyes closed and i knew exactly what it meant
2: and then that's
1: he really up, cool <laughs> yeah it, was, it he, was crazy
2: yeah he came to and a lot <laughs> of the meditation circles we and then- anyone <laughs> close to ashley saw him in every meditation
1: the first weekend after that, we start, had our first meditation circle and everyone was like, I see a baby boy in a basket or I see a baby in the uterus. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so, and I, so, still didn't ha- I still didn't have a positive test. I was like.
4: <laughs> so, so he really picked you. Yeah. Oh God. Seems I mean, so, yeah. if, if you, if you ascribe to that, to people picking the situation that they want, then he made a reservation.
1: <laughs> it, was, it was bizarre and then he actually i went i had just gotten the positive test i was like three weeks pregnant um the following weekend i went to my reiki 2 training and this is a funny story this has nothing to do with the topic i'm sorry but um she was attuning us and she got done and she goes why did I just attune you guys to level one again? And she did our level one already and it was just me and Matt. And she goes, that's really weird. Cause she was like, how do you guys feel? And we we're like, I mean, it was different but it didn't feel way different. And then she realized that she had done level one again and she goes, hang on, hang on, hang on. I gotta do level two. <laughs> so she went back and we spent another 15, 20 minutes doing the level, level two attunement. And I still hadn't said anything. I was keeping this a secret because I was curious to see if they would pick up on it when we practice on each other. And of course, the next thing we do is we practice. So I was like, I'm first, <laughs> and I got on the table. And they were both like, what is going on? <laughs> and they were like hovering <laughs> over my abdomen and I'm like, I'm gonna be pregnant. <laughs> and then my teacher was like, oh my God. She's like, I had to attune the baby to level one before I attuned you to level two. Because they can't start. I mean, he, we didn't know that it was a he. I did, but she's like, they can't start at a level one. At a level two, it's got to be a level one. So, anyway, long story short, he got attuned all the way through mastership level with me in the womb, and he would like <laughs> help me do reiki. And he was really strong. And like, there were times where I'd tell him to slow down and stop because like it was making me sick during reiki sessions. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. He's definitely, he's definitely got the healing touch and. I'm struggling with him in many ways, but he's only one. So we have a lot of things that come up and I'm like, I think this is spiritual, (laughs) but then I don't know how to deal with it. So Mm -hmm. it's hard. It's hard having a sensitive kid.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can he talk yet at all? Or I guess once, or I mean, I, (laughs) I don't have cats, so I don't
1: know. (laughs) We're saying, (laughs) we actually sing uh, hallelujah (laughs) song at bedtime. It's totally not an appropriate song for bedtime but whatever. And so for whatever reason his favorite word is hallelujah which is a four syllable word but he'll just run around and scream hallelujah (laughs) <laughs> oh done. that's really cute that's really, really cute <laughs> that's, that's pretty much the extent of his speaking he says thank you he actually speaks a lot for a one year old and I really thought he was going to have some trouble with the throat shot hurt, which may come later but yeah I don't know that's Aww. fascinating he's been, he's been waking up like every 10 minutes and we're trying to figure that one out right now
0: no, okay. no. mm-hmm
1: so. yep I got adult
0: kids. So. <laughs> <laughs> I did have to boot some family spirits out of the nursery, like my dad or my grandmother, because they'd come in and just coo over mm-hmm. our little guy. And I was just like, he can't sleep because you keep waking him up. <laughs> and they're like, oh, but he's so cute. And I'm like, I know he's adorable, he's a toddler they're going to be cute he's awake yeah visit while he's awake um what was funny on the google calendar
2: like yeah yeah
0: um contrary to ashley when i was pregnant any reading i did was wrong everything was just wrong Uh, it it was the flip of everything that i was reading and i was just like well nine months, I'm not going to be able to read anything because everything was wrong. So, so I'm not sure what little guy has. Like, I, I'm i not that's sure.
1: Nuts. I was scared to do yeah. readings after he was born because I was scared I wasn't going to be as good. <laughs> it felt like he helped me. <laughs>
0: it, it took a full year for me to start reading again accurately. Oh, and um, hmm. like, and also being able to talk to spirit again and yeah, it was just—I don't know why it took so long.
2: That's it's, really interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Huh. Is there so anybody it's... else in your family cat? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> well, let me just say, almost everyone on my side of the family is dead. So I do use them as my little phone tree, but <laughs> um. But
2: well, whatever they had grandpa. in life.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I we there's no family stories really of like. My grandparents, in my side of the family, people have kids really late in life. You're looking at like 44 years old, 41, like that. So my grandparents were born in 1901. And so they were a big part. They grew up in the spiritual movement, spiritualist movement. Mm -hmm. So table tipping and ouija board reading and stuff like that was something that they were familiar with which was helpful whenever i do use any type of divination device they come in and they're just like okay we're gonna make sure nothing funky gets through this <laughs> but um which is helpful but um uh, yeah other than that other than there's really no one everyone's just like eh, we're boring potatoes
3: we're just humans (laughs) as far as they know as far as they know what is a reading like like when you are reading something like what what happens kind of like what's it okay so you just talk to someone and then you just kind of
4: people start lining up yeah
3: Yeah. i think i want a reading from both uh, all of you (laughs)
2: I, me, I do not do it professionally at all. Still playing around I don't around know with if I'm it. ready
3: for it though, but I think I would like one at some point.
1: For me, it's it's an hour-long process. Okay. <laughs> and I have, like, a process that I follow. Um, especially because I've been doing more virtual, which I swore I would never do, but COVID forced me into it, and I realized mm-hmm. that it was possible because I didn't used to think it was, and I thought people okay. were nuts. Um, but I like, I always start the night before, I, I plan, plan my readings. I start the night before and I start letting spirits know that if they need to come through, that they can. Um, and sometimes I'll start getting little bits and pieces, words, images ahead of time. And then once I get, if it's virtual or in person, once I get with whoever I'm doing the reading for, I take like five to 10 minutes. I write everything down. Um, And and I feel, I always feel bad and awkward when I'm sitting with somebody because I'm like, hi, I'm going to be quiet now. (laughs) So I just sit and like write down everything that comes through first. Sometimes it's just words. Sometimes it's really random crap that I'm scared to say because it sounds nuts. Like I've had pickles and a lot of times it's food. I have a lot of food. I've had pickles and hot dogs have both been things that made people cry. Okay. So like I I feel nuts with things sometimes but I write down stuff and the longer and I I pinpoint like it's a male it's a female it's this age range it's this age range and then I start if they want to they show me what they look like and I write down that a little bit and then once I start like talking to them about whoever's coming through then it just kind of turns into a, a conversation between the two of them and I just let it flow I like they they'll just keep bringing stuff up and A lot of it is like stuff just to let them know that it's them to kind of erase the question of, is this lady just taking me for my money? (laughs) Like it'll be memories or something that they have that they're bringing up. So a lot of it's just confirmations, but then like it it gets into usually a deep conversation. A lot of the times it's, this is why i killed myself or this is uh, how i felt when i was murdered or you know and kind of wrapping those loose ends and making sure that everyone knows like no it wasn't your fault it usually ends up getting to those types of things for the serious ones and most of them are serious and i've actually Mm -hmm. this past month had to take a step back because it's becoming more for me it's taking more of my energy than i'm getting in return for things so I, i just and i I hate charging people money period <laughs> so like upping my price hurts and i don't want to do that and i don't know it's hard but yeah that's what but, that's that, where i am that's really interesting
4: because uh for our next comic um i'm doing one about a medium from price hill uh, she had a, did a, a reading with sir arthur conan doyle and that's mm-hmm. one with and she did slate writing so she wrote everything down on slates mm-hmm. And so I've been figuring out how to I've been trying to figure out how to illustrate it. I'm still not 100 percent sure (laughs) because it seems to me like a lot of this and this kind of gets into like spiritualism in the 20s. It seems like a lot of the stuff that they have, like she would put her slate under a table and write while she wasn't looking like so she Mm -hmm. would write. And Mm -hmm. it seems like a lot of this stuff was done like for theatrical purposes more than. Oh, yeah like because what
0: she was doing was automatic writing yeah yeah
4: Yeah. and it but but i guess but it seems like a lot of the stuff that you read about it's like well why did she like you know uh, and cat is the editor of the comic so she but i I, when i was reading and he was saying how she might have done it and i was like but why would you like if you why would you have to go to all the subterfuge to 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 show like it didn't make a lot of sense to me when i saw what he said might have happened because I was like, yeah. I was when I was trying to draw it, I was trying to position myself how someone would be. And I was like, well, why would you, wouldn't it be really obvious if you had a stick and you were. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: so reading that and being familiar with automatic writing and techniques from the 20s. It's kind of, a lot of it was, some of it was show, like you're reading for Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. You're going to make sure this thing looks flamboyant as possible. But mm-hmm. also you had people like Houdini who were trying to constantly call you out. And that was far more common. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to do something where you're trying to do an authentic reading to somebody. In Prudence case, she did automatic writing and uh, you're trying to communicate this thing to your client but at the same time trying to make sure there's no fraud happening or trying to prove that there's no fraud happening and it, it's just tricky so i think that's why she covered herself when she was doing her automatic writing with okay, the box i was like
4: why would you just yeah so write that it she up. isn't
0: staring at <laughs> you know have you ever done any of those uh writing or drawing exercises where you do something without mm. looking at the sheet of paper uh-huh. that's what she was trying to prove that she could still write without looking via automatic writing Mm -hmm. and that's why it's so tricky and yeah
4: it's really fascinating
1: for me i write and like it's sort of automatic writing that i'm looking but like the word is coming out on paper before it like clicks in my head so that's Mm -hmm. why i'm writing it out and a lot of times that's that's just how i have that's just how i that's just my process but that's what it is like the it's coming out on the paper before I even fully hear it in my head it's really yeah. hard to explain huh. I'm kind of curious there is
0: someone hanging around you Jen if you
3: were curious sorry <laughs> like right at this moment yeah I'm Ooh.
2: never gonna sleep I'm sorry
3: <laughs> can you tell
0: me who it's a bigger dude with dark hair he kind of looks like a bear So that's the way I describe like
3: guys that are built like refrigerators with lots of hair. Does he have a beard? Is he bald back to here?
0: Yeah. He kind of looks like Eamon actually, Christina.
3: Oh, really? Salt and pepper hair? Well, I just see dark colored
0: hair. I'm not seeing gray. But he can wear glasses. Doesn't always wear glasses. Darker shirt kind of belly yeah that's why i say built like a bear or refrigerator he's just a really big guy
3: that might be my dad okay (laughs) it's just a
0: dude who's related to you so yeah your dad that was all the information i was getting so i see things kind of animated and um he's on let's see that's that side so that would be your left side
1: did he wear a printed t-shirt like yeah he was wearing sometimes seeing the t-shirt yeah it was
0: (laughs) the black casual so no um,
1: he
3: never wore printed t-shirts but t-shirt he was a jeans t-shirt guy yeah casual stuff
4: interesting Um, well
3: i'd rather it be my dad than some dude i don't know (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah no i wasn't getting it so one sensitive that i talked to said that depending on where they're positioned around you depends on their relationship to you and i'm and
3: this on my left would be my dad yeah or
0: yeah. a relate a relation i guess that's where the relation would be this was something i'm not as skilled with
2: yeah that's, that's, usually that's typically see. where i go is you know they're they're showing up and it's for me, from my perspective. So they're showing up on my left side is typically where I see like the the dad's side, the mother side will show up on my right. Interesting. But, Who would
4: have thought yeah. that it would, that, that's interesting, that's so sort of structured. I guess I would have
2: never pictured it that way, but well, you know. it, It's also, it's the, I mean, I, I hate some of the, you know, some of the the psychics and readers that are on TV and all that bullshit that do gallery readings. Sorry, I cussed again. Um No worries. Anyway. <laughs> Yep, another little cat meow there. Maybe um, like, did someone
4: say cat meow?
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: She's been there, on glue like me.
2: She's been on me lately all the time. Um, but yeah, that's like uh-huh. I, I've I've spent a lot of time as I've you know kind of worked on mediumship, and I mean it's a it's a muscle you 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 work with it, you learn. Um, But yeah, kind of figuring out like, oh, I'm feeling something here. I'm feeling something here, or the color yellow means this to me so instead yeah. of going like i see the color yellow and they're like the f- that that means nothing well it means something to me it's like you know all of my little clues are you
3: are you seeing it now any of you <laughs> seriously yellow? yeah but the
0: dude yeah he's there like in my mind's eye he's wearing a black t-shirt that has some kind of white lettering on it that's obscured because his lettering. arms in the yeah. way
1: I and lettering too
0: yeah, there's lettering but I can't make out what it is. And yeah, wearing jeans and a type of tennis shoe. That's not Vans. But New Balance. Not, yeah, it's it's like a tennis shoe in between like a fashion shoe and a normal like what I call like
3: total- a- I'm convinced it's my dad. Oh, and
0: I've okay. always
3: kind of I've always <laughs> kind of felt like my dad was watching over me cause he, he died when I was 16. So I always kind of felt like he was there. Maybe he's there because my mom recently died. And if you're seeing, tell me, are you seeing yellow or not?
2: Oh, I'm, no? I'm not seeing anything there. Yeah.
3: I'm okay. not picking up on really. Plan. I'm just picking up on him. I'm not getting
0: any or readings or anything. Okay. But yellow, um,
3: yellow is a significant color
0: i'm not seeing yellow but i will say for our reader or readers oh no for our listeners i've never met jen in person no i've only talked to her through zoom i don't know her family at all so Mm -hmm. i'm just literally picking up on what this dude's throwing out that's a weird way of phrasing it but um yeah Yeah. but that's it i'm not getting any aura colors or favorite colors he's just hanging out I think it's because we're talking about it. It tends to bring spirits okay. forward that usually are a little bit more passive.
3: Well, I hope it's my dad.
1: If he's it's not, not spooking
0: a- you. He's, okay, he's not causing any weird bumps. He's not doing anything Nobody like ended, that.
1: No, no one <laughs> no at one the window, okay, no go. breathing
0: in your ear.
4: No, He's
2: creepiness. not that kind okay, of person. Good. It's Thank your cat. You.
1: Thank you.
4: You know, that's that's an interesting thing, because we were talking about, you know, the feet usually missing or whatever. Like, do people usually appear as their favorite time of life or? Oh, yeah. Okay. I do have
0: to request people. Sorry, I'm just jumping in to answer this one. I do have to request if somebody has died in a very tragic way, like a soldier or somebody who was hit by a car or even uh, took their own life via suicide. I'm like, I. I understand this is how you passed. I don't really want to see it. So please show yourself in your best, basically. All put together.
2: I feel like the only time that I've done that where it's like seeing the actual death was uh, doing psychometry, which Mm -hmm. I now I'm like, nope, Nope. don't like it, Mm -mm. don't wanna. What is uh, that? Could you give us the definition of that? I'm sorry, I don't know these terms. Um, Psychometry is one of the like, if uh, if somebody holds an object that belonged mm-hmm. to the deceased mm-hmm. and you're getting a reading off of that. So yeah, I've, I've felt the death before like that, like Ashley was saying, like you can feel it sometimes and that, that gives you a clue and then you can tell them to kind of like back off. But at least for me, psychometry was just like this overwhelming, like just holding an ob the, an object and the energy in an object is just, it's mm-hmm. it, it way too much but that was the only time that I've ever seen the death and I'm like nope I'm
0: out (laughs) yeah that happens with true crime um sometimes if you have like a witness on and I'll accidentally just do that I'm like nope do not no mm -mm, we're not going that way um because usually it's traumatic it's true crime is never a happy
3: thing no no especially when it has to
0: do with children and that's just uh
3: I was going to ask you, can you contact Jean Bonnet? Because <laughs> I really want to know who killed that poor girl. A lot of people try to contact her, and she's kind of like, like uh-uh. nope, I'm not having it. Oh, the
2: brother did it. You, you think it was the brother? Yes. I think it was the brother. I think it was an accident. I think the parents did a big job trying to cover it up. But you would, what they,
3: if they covered, how could you do that to your kid the way they, like the grot and everything, I just. How do you do that? To protect too? the other
2: one, baby. All right. Hey, we so, just had
0: a parents run sorry. over their own son. That, here in Cincinnati. So
1: that's
3: true. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, so. I have to say I can't even touch those types of things because it. Just- no, I I don't blame you. I I had
3: a had a dream recently. It was kind of a weird sci fi dream where uh, they had, f- they scientists had figured out how to bring back the dead, especially murder victims, to find out who killed them. And th- this is solely because I watch or listen to too much true crime. And the first person they brought back was Jean Benet. And, but she wasn't saying anything. And but she was there and she had like a line across her throat, her lips were black, and she wow. just she was young, but she had a knowledge to her face. And it was I almost like premise.
2: I would watch the movie. Yeah. <laughs> 10. Yeah. 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 It was just that's a good sci-fi story
0: idea. Yeah. Not necessarily yeah. John Bonet, but the concept well, is interesting. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's just some some dead don't want to speak and you just yeah. let that go
4: so yeah. what's your strongest visual i mean have you guys ever gotten sick or thrown up from an experience like like what's the most visceral thing that's happened when you're doing a reading i mean if you don't want to go there you don't have to like is no? That, i ran so, into
0: a skunk and that was pretty visceral
4: that sounds really <laughs> visceral well you had said a lot of hauntings are you know possums and yeah so I guess that could be but is that is that like like when you talk about being overwhelmed is it ever like nausea and Mm -hmm. yeah do
0: either of you want to go first because I got a story for everything and I don't want to take over
2: I've never actually vomited I usually remove myself from the situation but I'm not really much of a crier I'm pretty pretty stone faced but there are more than enough times where just tears start coming and you know, the, the 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 emotions are what I'm usually, you know, kind of overcome by in some of those. But yeah, the the nausea. But no actual no actual hurling. So I'm not
1: gonna hold on to that. I have vomited once. And that was early on. And I blame myself because I should have stopped before <laughs> I got there. Um, I I do have a very clear. The word I'm looking for is not coming to me. I want to say clause, but that's not what it is. (laughs) Very clear in my process that if I feel too overwhelmed or sick, I have the right to quit the reading. Mm -hmm. Um, I have found a lot here recently when I feel that way, there's there's a balance between I need to push through and I need to stop. Um, A lot of times recently, because I've had a lot of that heavy stuff recently, it'll be because I'm feeling everything that they felt, right? Um, and I think I vomited after the reading um, and it was the last guy who was the victim of a serial murderer here in Cincinnati. Um, he's the one that led to his arrest ultimately. Um it was after that one that I threw up, but it was it was just overwhelming with everything that I saw and sensed. But I, I knew that I had to get through that one. Like I don't know. It's
4: so. Is there a process you go through after reading to kind of cleanse yourself so that like zero out, if you will?
3: You can I do the tree.
1: <laughs> I do a full. I you can. Um. God, my brain isn't working. It's late. Um, dry cleanse i dry cleanse you can wipe energy off and then i always ground and then i kind of just put my walls way up high Mm -hmm. and protect myself and go about my day (laughs)
0: yeah but yeah like grounding like hugging a tree being around nature helps um a lot and then yeah just kind of mentally surrounding yourself with golden light which is kind of like a spiritual uv (laughs) so that anything that's clinging on kind of gets dissolved usually they accidentally pass on that way because they're just like oh i didn't mean to do this like
2: (laughs) oh that's pretty wild well yeah um
0: and then and then just the walls amanda do you have any way
2: same thing it's grounding it's also that that intention of i you know Mm -hmm. nobody is allowed to to stick around absolutely not Um, sometimes kind of like what, what Ashley said with the dry cleansing, but I'll kind of sweep myself with a selenite wand and just kind of brush all of that, uh, that energy away. Mm
4: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's actually a good note to end after 10.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, man. (laughs) It's way past that lady's bedtime.
4: (laughs) And I, it's been really, we hope we can see everyone in person and maybe like, you know, check something out or go somewhere. You know, uh, hopefully, have you on again? It's been really interesting. I think people will find this really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like mm-hmm. the
0: first episode a lot.
4: Yeah, oh, good. It's well, fun. I enjoy it. Yeah, and and um, is there anything you want to plug? Do you want us to? I so you said you. I mean, if you want us to plug people coming to you for readings, or just plug your website. And Amanda, you're going to be on our friend uh, Anthony Manfield, Mansfield's
2: podcast what's it called it's called um it is and this should be top of mind but it's not because i have passed my bedtime brain uh it's uh what are you into isn't that it maybe yeah i think it is something like that yes what you into yeah with with tank so uh anthony tank mansfield um but yeah he said that uh has three episodes up on libsyn and they will soon be on itunes google play spotify but yeah i went on there uh just he talks to people about literally what they're into and if it's something that he's into then it's basically a geek fest of uh of them talking and if it's something that he wants to know about uh like he had me on to talk about collecting dead things so (laughs) i had to uh Sit there and face the fact that my life revolves around just dead, <laughs> a lot of dead in every form and fashion. So <laughs> super fun.
4: I have so many artist friends that collect skulls and stuff
2: like that. So right. Skulls, taxidermy. It's mm-hmm. yeah. The whole, I, I introduced Tank to, uh, to what a baculum was. He was Ooh. very surprised. He didn't realize those existed. So, oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's something, if we
4: want to learn what that is, we can listen.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. right. And, and, and what if about I you should... Ashley
4: oh sorry um,
1: I mean you can find me and the team at spiritualrealmconsulting.net um, I'm currently taking a short hiatus from actually doing readings so I will be booking them but booking them out a month or two in advance um, and then I do Reiki too so in the area Reiki is like once every couple weeks because it's a home visit and I have to like mask face shield be safe so I'm kind mm-hmm. of really making those few and far between, but I will do them. Um, and then, yeah, you can find all the team's information there too. And then we're on Facebook at Spiritual Realm Paranormal.
2: Yep. Well, thanks yeah, again. we have a couple of private investigations coming up, so I think that's important. If anybody is experiencing anything, we have a, a form to fill out and emailing with uh, with some of us to you know find out what's going on and we'll absolutely uh come out and try and help if we can mm-hmm. well and then you're later this year public investigation live podcast
4: Woo! yay that, i can't <laughs> wait yeah thank you so much for joining us
3: yeah Thanks this is fun
2: us. yeah yeah
3: can I, I show you a picture of my dad and you tell me whether or not it's the guy sure or should yes. i not live confirmation <laughs> okay oh gosh all right let me find my can you see him yeah that looks like him i think i was seeing him younger younger, yeah. younger. that like, is a few months before he died
0: okay yeah he yeah. didn't have a salt and pepper beard like that it was okay. brown but i okay. i was getting the impression i was seeing him in his like mid to late 30s okay but right. with he, that beard. he was 40 43
3: when he died so oh wow Oh okay
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah so not as gray but
3: okay not too far from that yeah and if it's not it's okay if it's not like I won't be offended but no if I, that if that was my dad then okay
0: <laughs> I'm just kind of like I didn't expect to do a reading tonight and <laughs> sorry like, I didn't
3: mean to put you on the spot that you know he not... popped in and okay. I had been looking at him like oh okay okay <laughs> so- Okay, but, so you're free to tell me when it's nice, things like that. If there's anything creepy or <laughs> scary around me, you tell them.
0: <laughs> we'll put them that. off. Yes. But uh, okay, nothing, okay. nothing creepy or is okay. around you. Like okay, he you said, you. it's your cat. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> so on that note, everyone, <laughs> thank you for joining us for another wonderful episode of the, uh, Hometown Haunts podcast brought to you by the Cincinnati Cabinet of Curiosities Comics Anthology. I am your host, Kat Cloco. Along with me is Christina Wald and Jen Kohler and her dad somewhere dark in the shadow, back in the shadows. (laughs) Um, You can catch us on YouTube and iTunes. You can follow us at Sin Cabinet Curio on Twitter and Cincy Cabinet of Curiosities on Instagram. And if you have a hometown haunt you would like to have us read on the show, Uh, You can send those to hometownhauntedmail at gmail.com. And with that, stay spooky, everyone. Good night.